0: what's going on y'all this is kj kearney aka lapel pin griffey jr aka wear your sneakers and eat all the snacks you can find me at black food fridays on all social media platforms this is the fix your plate podcast on the eat drink and dine network and i'm joined by my co-host the lovely Anella Malik of Feed the Malik, Washington, D.C. Finest, stand-up, go-go music forever. How you feeling, ma'am?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I had to laugh a little bit at your intro today. I, I wanted
0: like- to do something a little different because we're going to talk about something a little different. Me and Anella, we talk offline all the time. And one of the things that we've talked about is this desire to be more than just food, to showcase more than just food because food is a good gateway if you will, into a lot of different parts of our lives. Um, For those of you who are not really familiar with me, I'm a retired sneakerhead who is slowly but surely getting back into the game. And that's a big part of my life. And I was just talking to Anella and some other friends of mine about, can I introduce those things on the Black Food Fridays platform? Like, would that be out of bounds or off base? And Anella has been covering food about a year longer than I have. Uh, she's married. She has so many cool things going on in her life. And so she has also been discussing this with her friends. So we decided, hey, let's get on the podcast and talk about can we be more than food to our followers? What do you think, Anella?
1: So there's two levels that I want to cover here. And of course, right, I want to bring in some nuance. So we are content creators our job is to create content that speaks to people and i think we're we're both of a generation of content creators that believe in auth- authenticity which just means we believe that we should be representing things to our audience that are truly reflective of who we are and of what we like right i know that you are open to giving critical feedback on your page i tend to be more reticent because i i don't want to i saw something really good on twitter Someone said, you know, if I go to a restaurant, I don't like it. I don't write them a bad review. I just don't write about it because I don't want to judge this place based on one day, one moment in time that may or may not be reflective of who they are. So I tend to take that approach to negative criticism on my page. But we've, we've always, at least thus far, covered just food. I think we cover it in a way that touches on history and culture and, you know, and even power and and these other societal issues we think are important but as you said kj we're interested in other things and so as foodies i think when i'm considering branching out or sharing about more i'm considering is it authentic to myself is it something i'm really passionate about like travel Is it something I'm passionate about, like learning about other cultures, right? I've lived abroad. I've studied foreign languages for a long time. And that was hard. Those experiences were difficult, but they shaped me. And I think they're really instrumental in my life. So yeah, if it's about those things, if it's authentic to who I am, that's great. But at least I also do want to share about other things because I'm reticent of being pigeonholed into just being Black food girl into just being Mm -hmm. the girl that can only speak on, share about, create content about one thing, because Mm -hmm. that is what people have, like, they put me in that box, and it makes them comfortable. So for both reasons, I want to share about more, because I want to be a multi-dimensional being in my creative space that I've curated for myself.
0: And to be clear, you want to be a multi-dimensional being in your creative space, because in real life, That's what you are. And that's what I am. And and not just us. There are many people who are content creators. There are people who create sneaker content who probably want to get into the food game. Right. Like They say all rappers want to be athletes and all athletes want to be rappers is because we are all multidimensional people. And for whatever reason, society has told us to pick one lane. And I think there's something to be said about that. And what should be said is that it makes sense. Right. Focus on one thing be good at one thing first. Get your name known and recognize credibility built for one thing. And for us, that happens to be food. That's where we've built our, our brand. That's where we have gained our notoriety. But that is not all we are. And I think at this point, we've proven ourselves to be capable content creators when it comes to food. And so now y'all just going to have to get all of us. That I mean, at least that's how I feel at this point. They're just going to have to get every piece of us.
1: I mean, and I think that's that's real. That's how I feel about it when I approach it with my audience is that like, I'm going to give you this good food, but I'm going to give you all the other stuff that's going on in my life because I'm not a robot. I'm not a content creation factory. I want to be able to share about things that I'm passionate about, everything from sustainability to food, uh, things that I care about and things that I am you know, trying to incorporate into my regular life. And I am married and I do have pets and I do love to travel and I have a huge family and, you know, I love to read. And now I'm like really enjoying boxing. And that's something I've been doing just this month that I'm like, I can really get into this. Um, And I want to be able to share all of that with my audience because I, I started feeling trapped, frankly, about six months into being full-time trapped by Feed the Malik, the you know Black food content creator who curates things for people who want to easily spend their money with Black-owned businesses. I was like, this work is worthwhile. I think it's impactful. I love it. But I also don't only want to do this <laughs> for the rest of my days.
0: Right, and right. And
1: there's nothing like having built a platform and then wondering if people actually want to hear the real you talk. And I'm thankful that my audience, uh, when I did, I'm not going to say pivot, when I just opened up a little bit more, has been really receptive.
0: Yeah, I um, I think that's a great point. You know, covering Black food is amazing. So I've gone from just covering Black-owned restaurants to then covering Black chefs, Black food creatives, you know, uh, Black consumer packaged goods in the food space. But Black Food Fridays is a great, I think it's a great concept. There's so much more to explore within the food realm. But like I just bought my first black owned watch. Right. Or a watch from a black owned company. And I I'm not a watch person. So this is like my first ever real adult watch in my entire life. I'm 38 years old and I just bought my first real watch and I absolutely love it. And it's a black owned company. And I'm like, yo, I want to showcase this (laughs) on Black Food Fridays. But I've been hesitant to do so because I'm like you know, is that going to open me up? I'm not afraid of criticism, but I also don't want to look like I don't have direction. You know, I'm more concerned about looking rudderless than I am concerned about people, you know, getting mad at me because I have multiple interest in things. Um, you know, we already talked about the sneakers. We talked about the watches that I'm into. If you could pick, Anel, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you could pick a brand that has nothing to do with food or category if you don't want to be specific and say a brand what is something that you really want to showcase on the feed feed the malik uh, platform that you really haven't up to this
1: point so it's not necessarily a brand right i have a couple brands in mind that i would love to work with but none that are like lifelong dream you know um I tend to not be super loyal to particular brands. I tend to use things that work for me in the moment, based on how my life is going, based on my priorities at the moment, which I think is how all of us shop and consume, really. But it would be travel. It really would be. And I think it's it's going to be an interesting transition for me because so many people who found me in the last year found me because of the food things that I have done during COVID especially. And that's because I wasn't doing very much else in my life. I didn't feel like it was responsible to showcase travel to tens of thousands of people when the CDC said we should be traveling. I was trying to be as responsible as possible because I do realize that I have influence and I wanted to use it responsibly. But for those newer folks who just found me during that period, who didn't know me when I had a very small following and I was living in Jordan and traveling to Lebanon and going to Egypt and, you know, I went by myself to Brazil and I have traveled alone extensively. I did four days alone in in Southern Spain because I felt like it and I left Ahmed behind and I just ate churros and like wandered around and drank wine. You know, those experiences are really freeing, especially for me as a woman and a woman of color. But <laughs> they're, they will be completely new for my audience now. Um, and I know that some people might drop off when I start sharing more of that. Uh, but it's, that's my life. That's, those are things that have always brought me joy. And I'm not going to stop just because food is the thing that people follow me for. Of course, I will showcase the food when I'm on a trip. Of but course. restaurants change, you know, by the time someone gets to visit a place that i recommended, it might be four years from now. And the things about travel that I think are more important and a little bit more permanent are how it makes you feel, the challenges that travel can provide you, right? Being alone, not knowing how to navigate, not speaking the language, you know, having to figure out a new currency, all those things which are just like slightly unsettling and I think cause us to grow. And... You know, things like figuring out the parts of your own culture that you maybe had accepted before, but realized, oh, I actually don't like this. I think we we could do better in this way. All of those things are things that travel teaches us about. And so I can't wait to travel more, both domestically and internationally and share that with people. Some people might drop off, but those are things that are important to my life and are important to my husband's life as well, right? He's very much, kind of in the same vein with travel and we've done it together for the whole time we've been together. So that's not going to change.
0: I would definitely add travel to my list as outside is opening up. I'm doing a lot of regional traveling. So I've been in Nashville, Atlanta. I'm going to go to Savannah, Georgia this summer, uh, Charlotte. I've been in Charlotte, you know, DC, Baltimore, Um, but you know, it's a wide world out here, and I want to showcase that. And I definitely want to showcase, as you mentioned, the food that's in these respective cities, um, specifically the black food options that are there. But you know, in order to get there, you have to travel, so why not make content around that as well? Um, I want to also, I've said this already, I'm going to say it again just in case anybody's listening. Sneakers, bro, like I'm trying to be the food guy that does a sneaker collab with there's many brands, you know, I mean, there's even brands that aren't mainstream that I'm really, really feeling right now. And it might be easier actually to work with some of those brands than it would be to try to go after a Nike or Jumpman uh, just because I really enjoyed sneaker culture. Like I, I enjoy discovery. I enjoy, I enjoy, excuse me, like uh, the curation of style, What I don't like about sneaker culture, the reason, part of the reason I retired, one, I was spending entirely way too much money. Very reckless. Um, But number two, it just felt like sneaker culture had dissolved into this thing where it's just about who can buy the most hype SKUs. And for those of you who are not initiated, SKU is basically a product's item number. So who can order or who can possess the hottest sneakers of the year? When I was growing up, it felt like sneaker culture was much more about your own curated style. Like, for instance, I'm going to go ahead and do one of my shout outs now. Uh, Dr. Jermaine King, he is a professor of English at Johnson C. Smith University, which is an HBCU in Charlotte. Um, And he's a huge fan of Patrick Ewing sneakers. Like, that's his thing. He likes finding retro model sneakers, whether it be Reebok, Fila, Nike. He likes finding stuff from the 90s and wearing that. And I think that's dope. Now, some of the shoes he has, they might not necessarily fit my taste, but the fact that he's curated his own style speaks to me. And I think it's easy to marry food and travel and sneakers because when I'm traveling uh, outside of the airport, I need to wear something comfortable while I'm walking around and going to these black owned restaurants. The synergy is there. Y'all just need to cut us the check so that we can do what it is we need to do bro that's all just don't be afraid go ahead and let anella create a campaign where she travels around the nation she'll do a great job she's very professional she turns in all her <laughs> stuff on time you know give her the opportunity to, and hey hey sneaker brand give me an opportunity to design a sneaker and travel in that sneaker and eat at black owned restaurants in said city what do you think okay. i mean I, I feel like that's what we should do i love doing. it
1: but I- I want to hop in here and tease out a little bit of a thread that I think is really important. So we want this because we want to live our best lives and be who we are authentically and openly. But from a kind of pop culture standpoint, I actually think it's really, really important to allow black and Brown people and people from, you know, marginalized backgrounds to allow us to be lifestyle influencers or pop culture influencers to, to allow us to be trendsetters outside of, uh, a very narrow category or niche because our culture for so long has been defined not only by whiteness, but by the theft of, you know, swag from black and brown peoples, but without credit. And, and also has been, you know, defined by hyper-masculinity and uh, by I'll, I'll say weight, lo- weight loss culture as well. These are like really big trends that I see. And what does it mean for our society if, We allow people like me to speak when it's about Black food. And this remains to be seen because, you know, I I hope that us and others like us are very successful in their journeys. But what does it mean if we are only allowed to speak about Black food and we are never given the same platform when we want to just live our best lives, right? It's like the TikTok trend where it's like Black women just standing there and the voiceover is like, you know, let's make this go viral. Let's have a bunch of black women go viral for just standing around and doing that thing.
0: Yo, speaking of TikTok, the trend that I'm really on, the the, the, yo, that Is is a, that is an amazing thing. And it's a prime example of not missing what you have until it's gone. Right. We take black creatives for granted. This magic that we produce is easy for some of us, right? It's work in other times. Uh, But I think the world doesn't really value it. And I'm glad that they've decided to stop and make the world value them for what they do. They not. I mean, is it dancing? Yes. But it's not just dancing. They are creating trend and and in some ways setting precedent on how these these apps can monetize themselves. Right. Like they see what these kids are doing and they're the one getting the partnership with Sony and Universal and Fast and Furious 9, right? Like TikTok is getting those opportunities, not the people who are creating the dances to the songs that make the apps possible. Um, So yes, I love that you brought that up. And it's always good when one of us is like, all right, y'all, we're having a good time, but let's get real for a second. And you did, you did that. And I appreciate that. You're absolutely right. Just like we talked about, somebody hit me in the comments uh, in my DM, rather, a couple weeks, a week ago, and he said that our point about America really being over race or the issue of race when we can have a Black Bane and no one freak out, I didn't realize how many people resonated with that. And for those of you who did not listen to that episode, I was saying that I believe that America has will, will have really been able to say it's over the race issue when we can have black supervillains right not black supervillains that are only inside a black comic world right so static shock or black yeah. lightning having a black supervillain that makes sense but that's also very like eh. i'm talking about like batman having to face anella right like anella the lex Luthor who looks like anella the black woman with a bajillion dollars in henchmen and airplanes and bombs and lasers who's ready to destroy the world because he's like, you know what? You white people don't get it. You're always going to be racist. We're going to blow up the world. Like, I want that level of a of, of villain to exist. And some matter, matter of fact, multiple people hit me up and was like, bro, that was such a beautiful way to explain how far America has to still go and what you said is akin to that because you don't see a lot of black people who get to be lifestyle bloggers or lifestyle influencers they are foodie influencers, right influencers they are athletic wear sneaker they're very defined in what they do there are very few of us who can like do a campaign with pepsi and then turn around and do one with gatorade and then do one with like Pizza Hut and then do one with Nike, right? Like We don't really get those opportunities to bring our whole self to a business setting, so I'm so glad you said that. I just want to give you a round of applause. I'm going to snap and do a little tiny clap for my co-host, because that's beautiful.
1: Well, I think that's a good point to end it on. I think about this a lot. I think about what does it mean, even for me, in the public space to show up as my full self when people have I'll say, frankly, some people have expressed that they don't like that. Like they want the food, but they don't want the rest of me, and you know it might limit my career. That's just to be frank. Um, but if it Not does, wrong. then I don't want it.
0: Yeah, you're gonna win. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Eat Your uh, <laughs> of the Eat Your Plate. The fix your plate podcast on the eat drink and dine network i'm kj kearney you can find me at black food fridays on all social media platforms that is anella malik my co-host based in washington dc you can find her at feed the malik on all social media platforms after you listen to this please like follow subscribe write a comment if you are allowed to write a comment on your platform of choice and more importantly, share this with all of your foodie friends so that they can find us and they can pull up a plate and a table and a a place setting and all that stuff while we have these digital dinners and, and fix themselves a plate. Peace.